Broadcasting live and worldwide. Here's Brody Brazil. Here we are in December. A lot of players still have their futures uncertain, Tony, about what team they'll be with next season. But you already have the contract done. I imagine that is just such a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a huge weight. Um, I tried not to, you know, me and my wife didn't even talk about it one time. Uh, didn't talk to it about <laughs> with family or anything. Just uh, I'm, I'm the type of guy I just don't, you know, didn't really want to put my headspace there because, you know, I did the best I could last season. It's out of my control. And, uh, you know, why worry when something is, uh, you know, not really up to you at this point anymore. So uh, definitely blessed to get the deal done. Definitely happy to be back in Oakland. Uh, it was such a great group. Uh, to be a part of. Uh, I'm just ready to get going again. You know, 2020 was such a difficult season. We could all see it from the outside. So many players talked about um, the extra steps they had to go through, and maybe it just it was more work than it usually is fun. But you were a guy that still <laughs> seemed out there like you were having a pretty good time. I'm curious, is that just you, or or were you kind of manufacturing that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you know, one, I think that's just me just trying to bring energy always. Um you know, anytime I'm on a baseball field and get to play baseball uh, for a living, you'll always see a smile on my face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, the challenges that it brought mentally uh, was it was there more than physically, just because um, how do you get ready for a game with no fans? Um, how are you going to get yourself uh, motivated to go out there and win a game? And then, uh, you know, once they took out off the crowd noise at some point, if like the speakers malfunctioned, it got really creepy at times. So, um, you know, obviously the guys battled, um, you know, we came up short, but, um, you know, I know that the guys know that we're knocking on the door. So um, I, I think everybody is ready and uh, to get back. I looked up uh, the word evasive just to make sure that it, it perfectly fit <laughs> what I wanted to say about, I know you're already laughing, you're base running um, this year. You had multiple times where you made moves um, that I'm not sure are in the Tom Amansky videos. You know, like um, where, where did you like where did you pick that up from? And you can't really practice that, right? All those dives and and slides around and tags. Yeah, uh, evasive. That's great. Um, yeah, it, you know, starting off, you know, it, it. I mean, this is just backyard baseball. You know, when you're playing pickle on the side yeah. of your yard. Um, and you're just tr trying to figure out ways to get out of it. And, uh, you know, I'll never concede unless I have to um, in the base path. And, you know, there were some times last year, you know, playing the Rangers and then playing the Rockies, uh, you know, I had some times where I could, you know, sort of give one head fake move and kind of kind of goes back to football, just giving like a head move and just see if he'll, he'll bite with you. And uh, especially the one at home plate uh, was so unique just because I wanted to, make sure I was running right at him. Um, you know, if he, if he was on the left side, there's no way I really could have made that move. So uh, in the back of my head, once I saw Arenado drop the ball, uh, it was kind of instincts took over from there. And, uh, you know, that that proved to be a big run in that game and yeah. that we ended up winning. That was a big series too. Yeah, that one in Denver uh, was the one that just caught me, you know, by, by surprise and off guard. And when they show it in super slow motion, I feel like that truly does your maneuvering justice, yeah, you know? I, Honestly, um, going back to it and seeing how my ankle maneuvered in the cleat is just, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny you said that because uh, today a part of the workout program was ankle mobility stuff. And, you know, a part of that is actually rolling your ankle to a spot that it doesn't normally go to. Mm. So 
you know, when instances do come up like that, your ankle can give that much without getting injured. So, um, you know, hats off to the to the A's for providing such good workout plans and stuff, getting your body ready to do things like that. Uh, back to the season, and I know so many things happened on the field, uh, but a lot happened off the field this summer. And in late August on Jackie Robinson Day, when you guys and the Astros really collaborated together to stay silent and still for 42 seconds and then just walk off the field and, and protest that night and, and not play the game. I know that was something that developed over you know the 24 to 48 hours before that, but I'm, I'm curious when you guys as a team all came together, and I wouldn't ask you for specifics in the clubhouse who said what, yeah. but what kinds of things went on in there for you guys to reach the decision of how you were going to handle this in the best way? Yeah, I think the biggest part was that everybody was on the same page, right? And, um, you know, thankfully there was not really any pushback. I think everybody was pretty much on the same page. And now I'm not going to say, you know, no one like stood up and said, no, I'm against this. But, um, you know, everybody was on the same page. And I think that's what kind of made the transition easy. Um, I don't know about any other clubhouses and, uh, you know, being have having Marcus Simeon there, uh, just being the leader that he is kind of explain the situation of what's going on. And, uh, you know, I think what's big about this situation is it was bigger than sports at the time. Um, and being able to walk off and, and donate paychecks toward, um, you know, obviously the Players Alliance is what I'm part of now. Uh, but just to see the magnitude of what it meant, you know, you never know what kid is watching baseball, what kid is asking questions to parents. Um, I, I don't, I honestly was talking about this the other day. It's like, I don't know if it's kind of hit me yet of how big of an impact it's made because, um, you know, you can't really put your finger on one specific thing, but, um, and that's the, that's the thing why I wanted to come back to this team so much is because they understand that there are more, uh, important issues, uh, than just playing baseball. Like the guys in that clubhouse, they get it. And, uh, that's hard to find. Yeah. And you also think about too the timing of everything that happened this summer, but specifically that you guys did that on what was Jackie Robinson Day and everybody on the field was already wearing 42. And there there was this sentiment, Tony, and it was kind of weird. You know, maybe you're actually disrespecting Jackie Robinson Day by not playing, but then we go on a post-game show and I'm with Dave Stewart and the point he made I thought was perfect. This is what Jackie Robinson would have wanted, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I'm happy Dave said that. Uh, it's, you know, it speaks volumes. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the hard thing is, uh, you know, people forget that we're humans too, right? The, you know, we have opinions and we have uh, certain values about ourselves too, rather than what's just on the field. Right. And, uh, being able to represent Jackie Robinson in that, in that way and to see the response that his family had um, over social media um, is even bigger than what I could imagine. So uh, doing all that and everything that happened, I think it was just a time in it was a time in our country that was so important that I feel like you know we couldn't just shut up and play. It was a time to um, you know actually stand up for what we believe in, and I think that you know we had a lot of positive movement with it. Well, and you were already on you know kind of this this case. You were already paying attention to what was happening in our country. I mean, you started the plus one effect well before any of this. Yeah. Um, you know, really caught the nation's attention this summer. Um, I, I'm kind of curious about starting the plus one effect versus now keeping it going. Is it harder to keep it going, harder than it was to actually even start it? 
Yeah, I think right now, um, what the coolest thing that I'm seeing now is my brother actually spoke. Um, he had a his college baseball coach at East Carolina is now at UNC uh, Greensboro, and my brother went on and actually spoke about the plus one effect about a week ago um, to um, the athletic director and to the baseball team. And I think it's it's harder it's it's harder to maintain that traction. I would say. Uh, just because um, every things aren't really happening, uh, you know, in the in the world right now, or you know, there's aren't people going down the street with guns and stuff right now. I think um, you know when it was happening, it was easier to talk about. Right. But now that it's kind of died down, um, I'm still getting inboxes of people asking me still what it is, and you know that's why I keep the link on my social media platforms. Is you never know who is going to click on it that day and. Uh, having my brother go and speak to, you know, those kids about it and, you know, see, you know, especially my middle school uh, principal d- direct messaging me, asking me about it. And, um, yeah, it's not this, just this hot topic thing. It's it's continuous. And I think, you know, obviously I keep saying this and, it you know, it's like uh, the, the plus one effect has exceeded all my expectations that I could ever even imagine. So. Um, I'm happy for starting in. I can't thank Breaking Tea enough for, you know, putting together a T-shirt. And, you know, I can't thank my wife enough for helping me go through all the messages and uh, helping people. And um, I'm hoping that people are understanding that, you know, uh, there still is hope for humanity. You know, we're still we're still on the we're still on the up and up and we're still moving forward. So um, we just have to believe in us. By the way, I just washed my shirt for like the 50th time. I, I think I got to get the Kelly Green one, though. Maybe maybe for the holidays. Maybe I'll put in the order later today. I really like that one. Sharp. Here we go. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I love that. You know, it's it's obviously so much more than the shirt, and, and, and a lot of guys wear it in support, which is very cool. And, and obviously the plus one is, is to try and just affect and change one person at a time as part of that. I mean, you're a guy that's really put yourself out there on social platforms and responded to the casual fan, which is not something that a lot of athletes do. I know it's because you think this is is so important. You know it's so important. Um, but can you give me like a a one best case example when somebody just came at you with all the fire in the world and maybe you got to a reasonable point or, or you made a connection? Yeah, I think the biggest one is um... – you know, I can't, I don't remember his name, uh, but he was out of Chicago and, you know, he was a very conservative, um, you know, on that side. And I, I honestly just told him, I said, listen, like when you go into this, um, I'm not trying to, you know, force anything down your throat. I'm just trying to um, let you know the side of a person of color, what we go through in this country and some of the things that we feel that um, not just me, but people who um, are going through this, who feel oppressed in certain situations. And um, I said, look, you can you can take it or leave it. I'm not, you know, at least we had the conversation. Right. But um, him talking to me and saying, you know, he was so I don't I don't want to say that he specifically changed his beliefs and changed everything he was about. I think that he became, let's say, 10 percent more open minded to stepping into uh, the shoes of someone who um, is black or Hispanic in this country. And I think that's what the biggest thing is. Um, I I wish I could go back and get his name, but um, you know, those instances are really what we're talking about. And that's the, that's the hardest part is sometimes when you go into a situation like this and you're talking to someone 
and you just it's not it's not losing the, not losing your temper and um you know i've had i you know i you know i told i told people i said you might lose friends you might lose acquaintances but you know at least you stood up and you 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 defended someone who couldn't or who wasn't there at the time and that's what it's all about and um you know i've lost a couple friends and i just said you know i it was great being friends with you um you know this is kind of what we're going through at the time and you know, look, there's there's always two sides to a story. And, uh, you know, I'm just because you're might be on another side uh, than me, I'm not gonna um, just say, hey, get out of my life. But, um, you know, if, if we're not acquaintances or friends anymore, then so be it. Um, and I think that's kind of what it's it's led to. But, um, you know, we're still being active and vocal. And uh, I wouldn't change it for a thing. Yeah. And when you think about it, it's crazy. And it's also kind of sad that friends and, and casual acquaintances have to go their own directions, because, one right. side or both sides can't just reason reasonably see each other. Um, it's just it it really is an amazing effect here in in 2020 that that's happened. Um, I kind of want to I want to switch gears back to just baseball, and I know 2020 was difficult for so many reasons, and mm-hmm. there's 162 games on the calendar already for 2021. I don't know yeah. how you feel about that, um, but I'm also curious to know like what things could happen that would instantly make next season easier for you more normal for you (laughs) no more COVID yeah well Uh, obviously yeah I think um you know the hardest part about last year was um man I mean I'm I feed off a crowd big time and so not having a crowd there was definitely tough I mean travel mass in the clubhouse at all times was tough um especially when you're trying to get ready for a game and uh, one person can get in the hot tub and then they have to drain it and disinfect it and then fill it back up. And, you know, we're talking about 15, 20 minutes was just not a lot of time. But, you know, when you have a whole team and um, when you have a specific schedule of when you get to the field, um, it's kind of like A, B and C. And uh, those were the hardest challenges within the clubhouse of, um, you know, only two, two or three people in the cage at this time. You have to have time slots in the cage. And uh, once you get down to the field, uh, make sure you're wearing your mask going out. So there's just a bunch of different things that were tough, especially with travel and wearing your mask. And nobody, not more than two or three people can stand up in the aisle at a time. And once you get off the plane and get on the bus, um, the whole bus has to, everybody has to get off the bus um, at one time. And then the next plane can, and then the next bus can go. So I think that, you know, this sounds like such... um, like minute things, like small things, but you know, when you're used to traveling a certain way, right. you know, it, it adds, it adds a good hour onto your travel. Yeah. Uh, but those were probably the biggest things I, w- I would have to say, the hurdles that we had to get through. Totally understand. I mean, it's, um, you're, you're used to a routine and when you break your routine, it's hard to perform as expected as people expect you to on the outside when they don't know what's going on <laughs> on the inside. So, so I mean, 162 right now Yeah. We, we, for next year, I'm not betting on that. Would, yeah. Would you bet on that right now? I mean, let's right grind. now, let's be honest right, right now, right right now. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. I think that I believe that we can get it done. Um, I think that we honestly can. I think that uh, the rules that are going to be put in place are might be um, a little different than what we had in the past, but um, I think we can get it done. If something comes up and, uh, numbers are looking different and something happens. I mean, I'll be quite, I'll be so candid right now. Whenever I see 
something on like political or any I don't really click on it or I don't really view it just because like I feel like during the season I was so bogged down with all that stuff. I was like, listen, yeah. I just need to put it down, get away. Uh so I honestly uh me and my wife haven't eaten at a restaurant since March. Uh so we're still uh taking a bunch of precautions. Uh the gym I work out at right now um only is allowing about five to six guys in there at a time um before they can get everybody out disinfected and stuff so we're still being as careful as we can um maybe i need to do some homework on seeing how 162 will play out but um what are your thoughts no it's it's just that uh, right now i don't see it i mean to your point if some things change and improve Uh then i can see it um I just think that, of course, they would lay out that schedule, and I and I do think that that's the goal. It's more of an optimal goal right now than it is a reality. It could become a reality to, to your to what you're saying. Yeah, um, I just think at at this point, um, a lot's going to have to improve before you guys go back to flying to the East Coast on a regular basis oh, yeah. and and doing all the normal stuff that you do. Okay. I just don't think you guys are, are 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 set up for that right now. I understand. I. When we had when Bowmel called us in for that meeting and said everybody go home, that was probably the weirdest meeting I've ever had. He's <laughs> like, "Go home, season's canceled for right now." Right. Um, and you know the thing that you know the crazy thing is, in a weird in a weird way, it felt like there was like so much time and like money wasted. Like you go out and you have to. I mean, you have to think about this. Like guys had to ship their cars out there. And then you have to you have to pay for a place and live out there for right. a month and a half or whatever it is. And then he says, go home. And then you have to ship your car back. And then you pay for this place <laughs> that you're like, OK, was that even worth it? Like, So, um, yeah, we'll see. That's, I'm what, exci- that's yeah. what I'm saying, though. You know, it's, it's better. I'd rather you guys play 100 and feel good about it and do it right than struggle through yeah. 162 and, and whatever. I agree. So. Okay. I agree. I agree. I'm hey, with you. Tony, I really appreciate the time. Uh, best to you and your wife during the uh, winter months. Happy holidays. Uh, stay safe. And I, I look forward to seeing you doing those flips and wearing the high socks in front of an actual crowd at the Coliseum. You know? I know. I know. <laughs> hey, happy holidays to you. I hope you guys stay safe. and um, We'll be here, but uh, just know we're getting ready for the season and um, hey, every time you, we step foot on there, it's 100%. So I hope everyone's excited for it.